Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello, Caviar Dreamers. I'm Margaret Josephs. And I'm Lexi Buffuto. And every week we are bringing you entrepreneur real stories from leaders, disruptors, change makers, and risk takers. We may not be serious, but we seriously mean business. Hello, well, Margaret Josephs. Well, hello, Lexi Barbuda. And hello, Caviar Dreamers. Hello, kids. Oh, my phone. Oh. Not on si- Oh, it's no, on no. silent. Not on Do Not Disturb. Oh, I got to do the Do Not Disturb. I but- was researching for today's episode. Well, you know what today's episode's about? When is it okay to lie? And, mm. you know, I think a lot of people think honesty is always the best policy. It is, and you are categorically known as TMI, and I fall into that category too. I feel the need to often be, tell the truth at all, all times, be transparent. If someone says, Oh my God, you got changed, I'm not just like, Oh, I spelled something. I'm like, No, I had a full blown tampon blowout massacre, had to get changed. I could just say, I spelled something. Yes, exactly. That's what happened today. That's why I look like shit. I mean, and me, I have my sunglasses on. I have no makeup on and I'm very exhausted. I've had a, I've had one too many late nights and I just, I couldn't pull it together. I was very tired. you had tired. to just put plants behind your head because yes, with our white background, yeah, if you're with, watching the video. Yeah, with our white background, if you're watching the video, I, I looked bald. I maybe did look like Kojak in a, not a wig. <laughs> <laughs> Not to quote somebody who called me that, which was very clever. But yes, I look like a turtle out of a shell. But I want to talk about this because Lex, Joe and I have been watching The Bachelor. Now, I am a Bachelor rookie, thanks to Artem Marin. Yes. Yeah. I love her. And Joe and I were on Will You Accept This Rose podcast. So Joe and I got addicted to The Bachelor this season. Now, I used to watch The Bachelor back in the day when I first <clears throat> arrived here on the Mayflower. I loved it because at that point, I felt like the girls were looking for love. Now, I feel like they're just looking for endorsements. Well, this season, well, supposedly, they were really, I don't know, because I haven't watched quite in quite a long time, that everybody was in love with this guy, Zach. Now, you know, Joe thought the guy was quite a doofus. He was a doofus. He's a doofus. He was 26 years old and he's a doofus. Now, tell me about Zach a little bit. Is he? He was, to me, he was too honest. Was he handsome though? Handsome, 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 good hair, took a lot of showers. Smart? I mean, I don't know. Smart enough, I guess. I mean, he didn't, he didn't come across as a genius. You know, I, and I watched it every week up? and um, he had very nice parents, okay. just regular guy. 
good looking, wants a family. I could get the feeling from you that this guy was pretty nondescript, though. Not worthy of these women's attention. You know, not a big personality. Not a big personality, but very sweet. Yes, he was, though, very charming, very deep, spoke about mental health. I like that. But he picked, I'm going to talk about the last three women. Katie, Ariel, Gabby. Classic bachelorette names. Yes, yes. But these three women, I just want to say, if you don't watch The Bachelor, I'm just going to give you the rundown. Okay. I knew Katie was making it to the end. Katie, you know, spoiler alert, I know you guys watch it. She actually wins, wins, gets engaged to him. Nurse. Oh, it's over and we're doing catch up a little bit. We're doing catch up from Austin, Texas. But I'm going to tell you why this guy was too honest. And this is what made me think about it for this podcast. Because I was like, where does the fine line of too much honesty doesn't work? And this is what made me think about it. Because I I was very frustrated. Got it. I'm going in also. Sorry, kids. From this part of the show. So... He has these three women, Ariel, sophisticated, gorgeous New Yorker, too good for him, too smart, I thought. And not that Katie and Gabby aren't smart, but they were more nice girls who were just not, <laughs> not as, a nasty bitch New Yorker no, like no, Ariel. No, Ariel wasn't <laughs> that, but she was more worldly than he was, I felt. And not that okay. Katie and Gabby weren't, but I just felt like, you know, Gabby was from Vermont. She brought a maple syrup. But anyway, Poor Gabby. So this guy's going into the fantasy suites. I just want to cut to the chase. The last... So did he? Yes, exactly. No, no, no. And he's he makes the rule, I'm not going to have sex with anybody. You know, if you make love to somebody, that's the girl, you know, you're at the end to be with. It I hate something. this guy already. I don't want to. And I was like, dude, you know what? You got to test drive these girls. Yeah. And they want to test drive you. No one wants to get engaged if they're not going to bang you. No, you don't want to like pull this? down the pants and find like some little shrimp that you can't do anything with. Yeah, this I mean, that's the chemistry. Like that's the sexual chemistry. Yeah. But I was like, all right. This is the rule he's going to make. So he goes with Ariel the first night. They don't have sex. The whole thing. Second night, he's with Gabby. Well, guess what? He breaks the rule. (gasps) For Gabby. not Breaks the rule for whatever. They needed that for their relationship. But the reason I know this is he feels bad about it. And he's obsessing about it. And then he feels he has to tell Katie that on their date the next day that he slept with, even though he made this rule, that he slept with Gabby. But he made a deal with Gabby not to say anything. It was just between them. Okay. And now he's going to out this girl on national television. Wow. Gabby brought the maple syrup? Yeah. Down low sluts bring maple syrup. Yes. I'm telling you, I say this all the time because I happen to watch Love Island UK. And similar situations. The ones no, Gabby that always seem so call nice her and Diana. sweet. No. Mm-hmm. Well, she broke the rule in the fantasy suite. He broke the rule too. I'm not saying, no, I, I'm happy she they did. She the maple syrup in the beginning of the I season. I know, but that's what I'm saying. The sweet ones are always the ones you have to watch out for. You would have think it would be Ariel, like that, you know, the worldly New Yorker would be like, but get down on your knees. Point. But he said he wasn't going to say anything. And this guy, to clear his own guilty conscience, yes. he tells her, he says something, don't worry, this is between us, everything else, within 12 hours. On national TV, he goes and tells Katie, I slept with Gabby. Now, did on national TV before he told Katie, anyone knew that he slept with Gabby or not? Because that was always the thing back in the day. Like, you always figured something went down in the fantasy suite, but, but he made there was an no confirmation. Across the, across the board, he was not going to sleep with any of these girls. Yes, yeah, but he like when the fantasy Jesse Palmer, he right. told, you know, the host, Jesse Palmer, yeah. who was a football player, former NFL football player, in case you want to know who that is, but you don't know who that I is. I wouldn't know who that is. I know nothing so about he, sports. So he makes this declaration, but he feels to clear his own guilty conscience because he had made this rule. He has to announce to the other, to Katie, 
and that he had slept with one of the other girls and she knows it's going to be Gabby. Now, but if he hadn't have said that on live TV to Katie, no, no one, one would have ever known. No one would have ever known. See, that he's he broke wrong in so many ways because his lie then took down Gabby's privacy also. That's what it was. That was my point. Yeah. His, no, his revealing the truth. Yeah. His transparency. And he's like, well, I just feel like, Gab-. he went and told Gabby he did this. And he told her after the fact, though. No, before the fact that this is what he was doing. So of course it was on camera and that he has to be, and he had already told Jesse Palmer. So she didn't have a choice in the matter. She didn't have a choice in the matter. And I was like, what are you doing? Wow. And she was all upset. And she was like, I don't even know if I want to be with this guy. I was like, you should just pack your bags. Yeah, me too. I'd, I'd pack my bags and then I'd tell the other girls, pack yours, we're leaving as a trio. I would Leave have been this like, guy this is the dry. guy, you know, this is what he did. And then let somebody win by default. You well, want to clear your own guilty conscience and you want to be transparent to make yourself feel better. So this is where I say, when is it okay to lie? By withholding information. He didn't have to tell Katie. She would have never found out on TV. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe he was worried Gabby was going to say something. He knew he wasn't going to pick her or whatever. He could have told Katie in private. It didn't have to come out on national television. This didn't have to. He didn't have to make Gabby feel less than. Gabby's parents are going to be watching. It was a very selfish move. So when is it? I feel sometimes not always being so upfront and actually saying a lie and withholding is more selfless. I agree. When you've grown up, my grandparents, my mom would tell me about like little white lies. Like there's some little white lies you tell not to hurt people's feelings. Like let's say you're going out and your friend comes over and the Uber's already here and she goes, do I look okay? And you know, she doesn't have another outfit and there's absolutely nothing you could do in the moment the car is here. You're going to be like... You look great. Let's go. You're going to destroy someone's confidence in that moment when there's nothing you could do about it. Do you know what I mean? So there's some little white lies that are okay. But in his case, it wasn't even a lie because no one questioned him on it. A lie is if someone says to you, did you sleep with Gabby? And you say, no. He went out and revealed a situation that wasn't just his to reveal. That is not right. I agree. I was taken aback. Also, I will say The Bachelor are missing a big opportunity because based upon Love Island, I want to tell you what happens on Love Island UK because this is fucking brutal. Do you think The Bachelor is savage? Love Island, savage as fuck. It's amazing. So they split the boys and the girls up and they send the girls into Casa Amor. Mm-hmm. And Casa Amor, all of a sudden, they drop in a new boy for each of them. The new boys come in and they're like, we're going to shake shit up. So they spend a few nights in Casa yes. Amor. Now, a lot of people are already in couples at this point on Love Island. They couple off. Some people are free agents, so it's not a big deal. And they get to know people and they either do or don't recouple. So while the girls are in Casa Amor with boys, yes. some girls are tossed into the villa to entice the boys. Now, once Casa Amor is over, they have to the girls return. And they can either return alone and hope that their boy stayed alone, or they could return with the guy they met in Casa Amor and hope that their boy found a new girl so they don't feel like shit. Okay, so however it turns out, some people recouple, some people don't, whatever. You come back and you deal with what may or may not have happened. So you could lie and say like you didn't find anyone, you could lie, whatever. Now on The Bachelor, you would never know, right? Because we're saying we don't know what happens in the fantasy suite. 
on Love Island, they then play a game called Movie Night. First of all, they bring the girls there. So when they recouple, these girls that got left on the hook and the guys that got left on the hook roll their eyes and say things and allude to the fact that maybe there was more to it than there was. But they play a game called Movie Night and they play clips back of people in compromising positions while they were in Casa Amor. No. Oh, it's brilliant. It's so good. The Bachelor could do that. The Bachelor, well, I mean... Oh, it's tough. See, in, I'm in like, if this is a suite, game, let this be the Hunger Games. Well, you know what else also drives me crazy on The Bachelor, which doesn't really have to do with lying, but these girls, you know, they're like, well, she was my friend and she made me feel bad. You knew each this other for 20 game. minutes. You know what I mean? This isn't your dear friend. Correct. You knew each other for 20 minutes and you all went under the guise of competing for one person. I know. Oh, and so he was like, he sent like somebody home because she made another girl feel insecure in the house and you're causing drama in the house. I was like, dude, everybody's here for you. They're not here to make BFFs and braid each other's hair. No, like that's like stupidity. That's like, that's really yeah, idiotic. So this guy got under my skin and then I was like, you're too much of a Dudley Do-Right. And you know what? You're like this self-righteous behavior of like, I have to clear my conscience. That was about you. And I was like, no, no, not going to happen. See, I always like the girls on those kind of shows that go in and are very clear from the beginning about who they are and that they're there to win because at least then you know where you stand. Do you know what I mean? It's like if you go to like back in the day, the Barney's shoe sale with someone with the same size feet as you, you have to be clear from the beginning. If I see a pair of shoes I want and I get there first, don't even come for them. Like it's yeah, not happening. I know. I absolutely agree. Like, every man to himself. So when, you know, when else is it okay to lie? To your kids? I think, yeah, I think certain times it's okay to lie to your kids. I think at certain ages, they don't need to know everything. I agree. There's some things that it's for their protection to just not know. You don't need to bring them to situations that would make them grow up too quickly. Exactly. They don't need to know the harsh reality of life about every single thing. It's not lying, omitting things. There's there's ways to say things. You could sugarcoat things. I find it super hard to lie to Nino, but that's mainly because he's a four-year-old interrogatory. And how do you say interrogatory? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Assassin. Yes. If I say something that's not true, it's all of a sudden like hot lights come around me and he like questions me. Well, you know what it is? It's like that's, I also say people like, oh, you lie. I don't lie. I'm not a good liar. I say the truth all the time and I feel guilty if I withhold an ounce of information. But I think we have to... Sometimes you don't have to lay all your cards on the table. It's not for the benefit of everybody else. You could definitely take a lesson from yourself. Yep, because you a big oversharer. And I say to you all the time, you don't have to justify this to anyone. You don't have to give everyone all the information. You can hold shit back. I'm not a liar. Tell the truth. But I play my cards close to my chest. You do. You play your cards close to your chest. I don't need everyone to know. I always feel... This is an interesting thing. I always feel like there's a lot of power in not sharing, but knowing you for so long and watching how you operate, there's a lot of power in your sharing. Exactly. And I enjoy sharing information, but I think I don't want to overshare if it's going to hurt somebody. But I will say something. My husband, Mm -hmm. the lovely Joe. Yes. Interrogates me when I come home from somewhere. Yes, he does. What happened? You know, not in a bad way. What happened? Who'd you talk to? What'd they say? Every detail of every conversation. This is where Nino gets it from. Yes. Of of Joe Benigno wants every conversation of the detail, the dirt. 
any possible thing. Now, Joe Mm -hmm. does not reciprocate. Correct. He will forget to tell me things. He will not share back. Or I don't ask maybe the right detailed questions because I don't give a shit. Yeah. (laughs) And that could be it. Because it's not, you know, it's not that important to me or whatever happened or the details he shares are just like, I don't really need to know how the sauce is made. I just want the sauce. I don't want to hear about, you know, semantics semantics of everything. So I don't know what that is. But then I do get frustrated because then he claims he told me something which he never really did. That is one of the most annoying things that any human could ever do to me is like that they told me. Because guess what, fuckface? I don't forget. I like, agree. If That's you exactly tell the way me, I am. I know. I know you are. If you tell you something, you know it. Exactly. And and just like, I don't forget things. And Joe is very famous for saying, I told you. And he did not tell me. That so gaslighting I, could make me burn a yeah, house down. Yes, I agree with you. It's really frustrating. So let's talk about other times okay to lie. Breaking up with your hairdresser. You don't need to tell your hairdresser. You don't have to say, I found someone better. You could just say, is just like, I'm taking a break. You don't have to say, you suck. I, I yeah, I think that's okay. You don't have to be totally honest with your hairdresser of just like. Well, I think you have to like ask yourself what the honesty will do to the other person. You don't you want know? to make someone feel like absolute shit who you've had a history with. No, absolutely not. And also, it's people's like privilege to move and change and do different things. And you know. We grow apart, but you don't have to do the whole, it's not you, it's me. You could just be like, you know, I moved. I moved to another country. And then every time you run into them, hide. Exactly. Or just hide or just, you know, everything doesn't have to be like a whole, a whole conversation. Yeah. Listen, I had a very hard time breaking up with my original manicurist. Oh yeah, you did. Let's talk about that one. That was a a little bait and switch. That was a bait and switch. Yeah. Yeah. That was a rough uh, one. I had a manicurist for many years who I loved very much. <gasps> I'm just thinking now we have a bait and switch pattern with women named Michelle. Yeah, her name was Michelle. And she owned her own salon in the back of a salon. And then all of a sudden, you know, the the space was getting smaller and smaller. And I was like, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. Oh, I got to move. I don't know where I'm going. I was like, oh, no. Now, let's just be clear. How long did she do your nails? 23. 23 years. You're a loyal bitch. I am a loyal bitch. So when people say I'm not, you know, take that with a grain of salt because, you know, I just don't, I don't bail on people. I put up with a lot of nonsense. You do. I pack my suitcases, people. Yeah. And in this case, you didn't even really pack your suitcases. Your suitcases were packed and waiting at the door, really. Yeah. So Michelle was just like, you know, I have to find a new place. I have to do this. I have to do that. And then Michelle went away on, on holiday. I didn't know when she was coming back. And then it was time for me, I think, to just jump ship. And I loved her very much. But I was like, you know, I'm jumping ship to a nice Hungarian woman on the Upper West Side. I came to the yep. city who's been doing Lexi's nails for a long time. And, six and I years. Jumped, six years. And She's always wanted to do my nails, Monica, and I love her very much. And I I came to the glam side. You did. And I love her and she does my nails and my toes. And she's fabulous. Fantastic. And today we arrived here with bags full of clothes because another Michelle broke up with us. Another Michelle, which I was very devastated about, pulled a bait and switch on me. This (laughs) one was more devastating, honestly, than the dissolution of my marriage. I believe it. I believe it. This was a very hard one for me because... There's very few people in your life that are hard to replace. You know, I've had two husbands. I've had different hairdressers, though I'm very addicted to mine right now, Julius. But my tailor, my tailor, Michelle, she was on the Upper East Side. 
Mm-hmm. I've been going to her for 20 years. I've been, people know that I've been up and down pounds. I need to have my clothes very fitted and tailored. Well, you you have, go to you're her. very good at also making sure that they fit. And you introduced me to her. So I think now I've probably been going to her for like 14 years. Yes. Lexi goes to her. My mother. She did know. my wedding dress. Yes, she did. Janine, who used to work with her wedding dress. Everybody goes to Michelle. She'll put my clothes in an Uber and send them back to New Jersey for me. She's unbelievable. I take everything to be tailored, just so you know. Be it expensive or inexpensive. I will take my Zara clothes to be tailored because yeah. if that fits like a glove, it looks much more expensive. The stretchy, good American, hot pink, three-piece little outfit that I wore on Watch What Happens Live when I was behind the bar, I even took that and it was like stretchy like for scuba material, but it fit like a glove once you'd finished because it were just things that weren't perfect. And perfect is the key with tailoring. Yes. I mean, anything could look like a million bucks if it's perfectly tailored. Yeah. So I took her very seriously. And she wasn't very expensive. She was just reasonably priced for years. It was a small place on the Upper East Side, cleaners on first. I'm just going to call it out. Her and her husband have owned it for 23 years. I yep. was going for 20. I just loved her so much. I show up the other day with my new purchases coming home from Europe. Yeah. Some other pieces because I have lost some weight and I want my clothes tailored. And I go in there with my bags of clothes and she's so happy to see me. But I, I don't see her husband standing behind the counter. Now they're always together. Never apart. Duo, dynamic duo. Yes, and Lexi and I are there and I I see two other women standing behind the counter and she's there at her sewing machine and she's so happy to see me, but I have an uneasy feeling. I I have the uneasy feeling. Now, you are very um, intuitive. I was fucking oblivious at this point. I was just like, oh, Michelle, I'm so happy to see Michelle. And I'm thinking I have pants to be tailored that I didn't bring. And I go, Michelle, where's your husband? She goes, oh, he's on vacation, da, da, da. And I was like, oh, yeah? I was like, okay, I go in the dressing room. I I put on one thing because I I needed it quickly because we were shooting a commercial. And I I put that on. I come out in the outfit and and I'm looking around and I'm I'm feeling it's a little cleaned up. And I go, hey, I go, are you you selling this place? Are you not going to be here anymore? She goes, oh, oh, oh," (laughs) like all nervous. And I go, are are you leaving me? I'm sweating reliving this moment, by the way. And and Lexi's like, oh my God, how do you know that? And Michelle's like, yeah, yes, yes, my husband, he's old. He doesn't want to work. I was like, what? And I was like, how old is he? She goes, oh, he's 69. I go, Joe is 67. Mm-hmm. I go, it's not A, that's not that old. B, I go, what were you going to do? Just like leave town and like not tell me I was going to show up here with like my bags of clothes. I would have like jumped out the window. I was like, I've been a customer for 20 years. I was like, you can't just leave me high and dry. It's, I start freaking out. I'm I was palpitating. Like, yes, people are allowed to retire. People are allowed to leave you. But you've been a client for 20 years. you got to give someone the heads up. I think she's afraid of us. No, I mean, maybe. I mean, we could be scary. But I was Kidnapper and keeper. I know, I know. And even though she's on the Upper East Side, she lives in New Jersey. She was just like, oh, Margaret. You know, she was so anxious. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm freaking out. The new people were like, don't worry. We have another tailor. I was like, no, no, You no. don't. You just, you just don't replace your tail like that. You can't just offer me something new. Michelle is irreplaceable first off. Yes. I mean, you know, talent like that just doesn't. But I was so taken aback. I felt like the rug was pulled out from under us. Another yes. woman came in off the street. Dana. Yes. I remember her Dana. name. I recognized yeah. her. I mean, she recognized me. Yes. I didn't recognize her, but she was lovely. But you will do next time. I will Hi, next Dana. time. And she, and she comes in and she was like, Marge, I can't believe you come here from New Jersey. 
We had to spill the beans to Dana so she wouldn't be bait and switch. We're like, yeah. Dana, the worst news has just happened. Michelle's leaving. Michelle got more nervous when we told Dana. I was like, Michelle, yeah. you got to tell people. I feel like Michelle's going to need witness protection if she keeps this shit up lying to people. Yes, you cannot just like all of a sudden pack your suitcases and leave in the middle of the night when people have been- Devoted to you. Devoted to you. I gave Michelle a little, you know, I did give her a parting gift of money, more of a bribe to- pray that she would come to me to my house. From New not sure it, I'm not sure if it's going to work. I she don't think it's going to work. pretty set on retirement. Yes, because I did have to pick up my clothes now today. And when I came there, I brought some other clothes because she didn't say today was her last day. She actually lied again and told me it was next the end week. of April. She actually said the end of April, I thought. Next week. Oh, I thought she said the end of next week. The end of next week. Yes, you're right. The end of next week. But it was actually today. So I came with all the clothes that I needed Taylor and she stuffed them all in a Bergdorf's bag. On the street. On the street, shooing me out of the building because she doesn't, you know, she just wanted me out. And she felt uh, And again, anxious. she felt anxious and guilty because she didn't want to tell the new people that maybe she would recommend you another tailor somewhere else because then she felt bad. She's not handing over all the clients with the business. Very awkward, but it was somewhat humiliating to be stuffing bag clothes into Bergdorf's bags on the sidewalk of uh, First Avenue in the freezing cold today. Yes, that's what I was doing. But I did pick up the clothes that she did finish. So I was grateful that the new clothes I got in Europe were finished. Thank God. Thank the Lord. The 17 bags of shit that we showed up with here today, however, not finished. Not finished. So, you Back know, to this, the drawing this, board. this pattern of not... So there there lies some transparency. The people are your customers for 20 years, yeah, you got to be a little upfront with them. Yeah, you don't have to tell them like, you know, who you're sleeping with, but just tell them where you're going. There's yes. some things you can discuss. And when it comes to lying also, you know, I'm in a little bit of a legal battle with someone who hit me in the car and is now lying about it. And yeah, let's talk about some legal lying. Gwyneth Paltrow found herself in the same situation, although hers was on a ski slope. Yeah, she was hit from behind. She was hit she from was. behind. I should be so lucky and be hit from behind. It's a very dry spell for me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, we could fix that. But it's this whole so Gwyneth easy. Paltrow thing, everybody was very upset with Gwyneth. They didn't like her attitude on the stand. I actually loved her attitude on the stand. I found her extremely funny. Well, also... I think people are stupid. She is the original Nepo baby. She has famous parents. She is an A-list celebrity. She was married to a musician, A-list celebrity with the conscious uncoupling. What did you expect from it? She's going to show up in like an outfit from Primark. She's Gwyneth Paltrow. Like she's going to have a $250 notebook. And when you ask, was this an expensive holiday? Of course it was an expensive holiday. She's not going to the Great Wolf Lodge. I know. It's like... Everybody was like, she's condescending. She didn't ask how the guy was. Well, who the fuck cares? He hit her from behind. He he yes. wasn't missing a limb. I mean, he fell down. He broke something. He's He was 70-something years old. Her daughter was waiting. You don't know if her daughter was waiting and frightened that something happened to her mother. The medics were going to take care of him. It's just like, and this guy's trying to literally extort money out of her. Extortion because she was wealthy. Seven years later. Yeah, seven years. Was it full seven yeah, years? 20, 2016, this happened. Okay, so I didn't even realize that part. I looked up some facts. I okay, more. so let's get the facts here because I don't know why. So this guy's a liar, okay? Yeah. Just because everybody feels sorry for him, it's that's not okay. Yep, yep. It's, he sought more than 300,000 in damages 
Well, that was the first. This is the second time. The first time he sought more, three million, and they threw it out. Yes. Well, that's, I mean, it's ridiculous. Absolutely. What kind of damage did this guy suffer? First of all, no one's running a benefit for him either. He's on the same damn vacation Gwyneth Paltrow's on. That's exactly right. Exactly right. And he traveled after the collision. He was camel riding in Morocco. Camel riding. He was trekking the Inca Trail to Machu Picchu in Peru. And he took a continent-wide loop through Europe with stops in the Netherlands, Germany, Switzerland, Italy, France, and Belgium, said the Associated Press. Well, obviously, that's why he needs the $300,000 to pay for all his travels that he took post that moment. Everybody on Instagram, everybody on all over social media was like, I don't like Gwyneth. She's condescending. She's, I was like, I was so team Gwyneth. I was like, what's wrong with you people? Well, I also think people have such a bug up their ass about Gwyneth Paltrow. And it's a really Why, because she thing. has bone broth? What do they give a shit? You know, she's late to the to the party on bone broth. I've been drinking bone broth for like the last literally like six years. All right. So, 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 she's, so she's thin. I mean, why does everybody... So does that mean that she has to, she has to pay for this guy because you don't like her? Because she steams her vagina? Yeah. I mean, come on. I was like, this guy hit her from behind and because no one thought she was empathetic enough, that doesn't mean she's guilty. Sorry. Well, um, the breaking news was today that she was, she basically won and was awarded $1. Exactly. So, and, and that just shows, yes. And I'm happy. The truth shall prevail. The truth, the truth. The truth shall prevail. The truth shall prevail. Can't even get my words out. That's right. And yes, and everyone's like, oh, and then that just shows that she's bitchy because she only asked for a dollar. No, that just shows that she just wanted, you know, she was going to be right. Exactly. Clearly, she doesn't need the money. And I think this guy just wasted the court system and he should have been fined a lot of money because he's an asshole. But at the same time, the asshole that he is provided us with hours and hours of enjoyment. The attorneys on this were hilarious. The commentary where she asked Gwyneth Paltrow about how tall she was and Gwyneth said she was shrinking and then the attorney proceeds to say how tall she is in the heels and that she feels like she's shrinking. It just, it, the commentary has been amazing. This needs to be, I don't know, like some kind of drum, like dramatized series on HBO because it is great. No, it, it is absolutely great, but it just shows that people could lie make mm-hmm. up stuff. And then the general public, if they just don't like you, take this person's word. Yes, absolutely. And, and they don't like you because you have money, you come from my, you're condescending, whatever it is, regardless if you're right, they want you to lose. You can't win either way. Someone years and years ago, one of my friends won the lottery in England. And it was like, you know, that when the lottery first came out and this was a really long time ago, and he won 10 million. Ooh. 10 million pounds. 10 million pounds. And it was, was, that's more than dollars. Yeah. And it was a lot of money back then. I mean, like a lot of money in like, it sounds like I'm talking like it was 1927, but it was (laughs) a long time ago. And he couldn't win because if he walked into the bar and didn't offer to buy anyone a drink, everyone said, wow, he's so cheap. How tight can you be when you have 10 million in the bank and you're a winner? And if he walked into the bar and said, hey, the drinks are on me, everyone would be like, what a cocky fuck. Who does he think he is trying to buy us a drink flashing all this cash? You cannot win. You cannot please everybody. You could not make everybody happy. So all you got to do is do what's right for yourself. Do what's right for yourself. Except like Zach the Bachelor. When he did what was right for himself. It screwed someone else. It screwed someone else. 
all bets are off in the fantasy suite. Yeah, it's true. So maybe the rule is all bets are off when it comes to love and war. What happens in the fantasy suite stays in the fantasy suite. Well, obviously it didn't left the fantasy suite. Well, with that, Uh, caviar dreamers, you guys decide. Okay, let us know, caviar Yeah, let us know. When do you think it's okay? When is it okay to have a lie? Because sometimes you don't want to hurt people. I want to hurt everybody. I want to go around <laughs> telling truths. I want to do sick no, things listen, to people. I know out there's people. a truth teller. That's my role in life and obviously my role on TV these days. If I have lied for you, it's over. I'm going to get you. I'm going to tell all the you truths. Know, Just got, wait. And listen, and people like to spread a lot of lies about me. No, I get really annoyed when I hear lies about you. Because it, it's just but so I laughable because even... I know you so well that I'm like, that they think yeah. this shit is going to stick is ridiculous. Well, everyone tries to, you know, stick, but they don't realize I have great moisturizer and nothing sticks to me. <laughs> so with that said, caviar dreamers. Thank you so much for listening. for listening. Keep commenting to us. Please leave us a review. Yes. We really yeah. appreciate it. Yes. And download your favorite episodes and download this episode. Yep. Click and to subscribe. Yes. Subscribe. All of those buzzwords. Yes. All the buzzwords. Keep dreaming. Keep dreaming. Thanks for listening. And if you love the podcast, don't forget to leave us a five-star review at Apple Podcasts. Follow me at The Real Margaret Josephs. And me at The Life of Mrs. B. And the podcast at Caviar Dreams Tuna Fish Budget. Tune in every Wednesday for new episodes. Keep Keep dreaming, dreaming, Caviar Dreamers. Dreamers!